Hello! He is Samuel Broden. And she is Kristen R.B. Peterson. We are your new play-based advocate BFFs, and we are answering all your early childhood burning questions. Each episode, we are honoring play in childhood by exploring how imagination, creativity, and hands-on experiences can shape young minds. From the quest for the perfect Play-Doh recipe to the epic battle of cleanup time, we've got you covered. So whether you're an administrator looking for ways to embrace more play in your program or a classroom teacher looking for new ideas and inspiration, we've got you covered. So grab a cup of coffee or wine and join us to laugh, learn, reflect, and honor play. Let's get going. Samuel Broden. Kristen, you're back. I'm We're back. We're back together. We're back. Okay, so I was in South Africa for a while. Amazing. And glad to be home. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about our world. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about the privilege that I hold. I learned a lot about just lots of things. But I also learned a lot about animals. And right. there is a really cool thing that I learned about hippopotamus. Oh, I'm really interested. Well, first of all, me. did you know that hippopotamus are very dangerous? I did know that. I did hear that. Like, they're super, like, yeah, they're very, very dangerous. And super strong, I guess. Yeah. Okay, did you know that their teeth are made out of ivory oh yeah okay yep and also did you know that their babies are really cute well i could assume that oh my gosh so cute oh my gosh so cute so we went on a boat out on the river where there was a yeah. hippo and um the hippos live in like pods or whatever oh. i don't know like yeah. families of hippos um, and here's your random fun fact. So when a mama hippo is about to give birth, she leaves the pod and she gives birth somewhere else by herself. Because oh. if she gives birth to a baby boy hippo, the male hippo of the pod will kill it. Oh. So she gives birth alone. And if she gives birth to a baby boy hippo, she raises it all alone for like the first five or six months oh. until it is old enough to go back to the pod so that it won't get killed. Wow. But if she gives birth to a baby girl hippo, then she can go back right away. That is so wild. Yeah. I love I love all kinds of animal facts like that. Just like mm -hmm. seeing like how like, I don't know, just how they're able to like think like that and know what to do. Yeah. and. Although it's so, so interesting. Right? I know. Wow. I know. And one of my favorite things was when we were watching the hippos, there was this one pot of hippos and there was this tiny little baby hippo. Oh. And they can't reach the bottom. So they sit on their mom's backs. Oh. And just its little tiny head above the water. And it just sat and it looked at the boats around it. And it would just oh. like sit and stare and like look at all the people on the boats and it was just so curious. It was the cutest oh little baby God. hippo ever. I loved it. So cute. So and it, it must have been a girl hippo. Must have been a girl was, hippo. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I wonder if they're like, oh, mom's been gone a few months. I guess she had a boy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like, they're like, what? maybe she died. Like, yeah. who knows what happened? I guess we'll find out in six months <laughs> if she comes back or not. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. We went on a, um, 
beach walk one morning and one of it's by this. So we were, we're in this kind of like resort town called St. Lucia uh-huh. on the coast and on the East coast of South Africa. And we went early morning and the hippos come out of the water at night. So they, mm. this resort town is actually known because the hippos will come out of the water and then they'll run down the streets of the town at night. And so we were going on this boardwalk and this boardwalk actually dips down in a few places. So the hippos can cross it if they need to. Mm. And uh, we were there in the dark in the early morning when the hippos are starting to go back to the water and we were kind of like a little bit scared because if you get between the hippos and the water they will attack you yeah get out of my way yeah yeah so it was a little bit scary hippos are scary yeah they're like humongous yeah and they make funny noises i always imagine they would make a noise like some sort of like hog or something it kind of sounds like that it actually sounds like well we live in lake country and it sounds like a boat motor starting Mm. up and like revving in the water is what they sound like. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. Hippo facts. Okay, Samuel. Yes. Something that's been on my mind lately that I would love to discuss with you <laughs> is and something I'm very guilty of with my own children. Still to this day is saying be kind. Mm-hmm. or be nice mm. and now that my kids are like my kids are older so i feel like they're at a point where their brains can figure out what it means to be kind and be nice yeah. like i still did that when they were young mm-hmm. i did it with the children that i taught in preschool i was better because when you know better you do better and i I was able to like, you know, I was a problem solving coach when I was in the classroom and would walk children through problems. And so I didn't really use be kind to be nice when I was in my play-based practice, but I hear it all the time when I'm Mm -hmm. out in public, Mm -hmm. be kind, be nice. Usually Mm -hmm. it's be nice. Yes. Be nice to your sister. Be kind. So I want to hash that out with you because I know you have like a whole kindness course and I don't know if that like is in there at all, but like, I know that you are a person who would be good to chat through this with. (laughs) I love, yeah, I love that. What are your thoughts? I think that there's a huge difference between being nice and being kind. Okay. Tell me. Um, so I think that being nice, so like in, like in what you're saying, like when they're like, be nice to your sister, be nice to this person, be nice to this person, right? It kind of takes away the idea of like being respected as a person, right? So like, I feel like when people are saying be nice, they're just using that as a way to like solve a conflict or something, right? Because usually when someone's like, oh, be nice to so-and-so, it's usually because something is happening between the two people, right? But it kind of takes away the idea of okay, well, if I'm being kind, then I'm being kind to myself, which means if someone is disrespecting me, I'm not just going to be nice to them because I have to be nice to them. Like we need to have some sort of self accountability for ourselves to make sure that we're not just out there being nice and being naive and being taken advantage of and all these things just because we're supposed to be a nice person, right? Mm -hmm. And nice just seems fake to me. Like someone who's nice doesn't mean that that person is kind. And I think that I would rather have children learn to be kind to themselves first and then to other people. And then when we teach children to be kind to themselves first, then we're also teaching them that everyone deserves some level of respect 
and kindness. But if you're being treated in a way that isn't kind and is not respectful, then there is no reason for you to have to give that same thing to that person. And I think that that's what nice is, right? It's a very kind of sugar-coated blanket kind of statement of like, just be nice, just be nice. And Can it's I like, tell you the Webster's definition of nice? Give it to me. Pleasant. This is it. It's three words. Pleasant, agreeable, satisfactory. Yeah, see? Ew. Agreeable? Agreeable! Yeah, see? It's just very... We don't want very... people to be nice. No. We don't want, want kids to be nice. No. And it's like, I feel like that, it also taking away whatever is happening in the moment, right? So be nice to so-and-so, be nice to whoever, be nice to your sister, right? We're ignoring whatever issue is going on between them and the sister or them and whoever, and we're kind of like, well, just squash it and it'll be okay. Just be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I'm actually having a problem or I'm actually having an issue with something right now. And I don't really want to be nice it, right now. But really, it's like, just be agreeable for what exactly. I, I just, exactly. just do what I want you to do and not say anything right now because it's it's too much for me to handle right now. Yes, yes exactly. Be agreeable. Be satisfactory. Yes. I don't want any. Gross. I don't. And what agreeable, like that's such an interesting word. And that just goes, it's so funny because so many of the things that we talk about always kind of come back around to the same type of things, right? So it's like this idea of being agreeable, right? Comes into this idea of adults having control, right? Yes. And adults do like it always. Oh my gosh, we so, suck. so much comes back to that. So much that <laughs> we, we talk suck. about. Yes, everything, everything comes back to that. Like, stop having so much control. They don't have to agree with you. They don't have to do this. They're able to have their own minds. They're able to have their own thoughts. And as long as they are actually truly kind, which means they're acting out of kindness and give respect, but also demand respect and demand kindness from other people. And when they don't get it, then they can make their own decision as to where they are going to go from there, right? I want them to understand that they have the ability to decide how people are going to treat them. Yeah. And if someone isn't going to treat me that way, then that person is not going to be involved in my life. Right. Right. Which is something that I literally still have a problem doing myself. But that's the point. Right. Is that I want I want better for them. So, yeah. Stop telling people to be nice. Yeah. OK. But OK. Can we tell them to be kind without? Yeah. Be kind. Because no, but like, can we say that to a three-year-old and and have them know what that means? Without... I think if we have like conversations with them other than just at that one moment, right? Thank because you, yeah, that's what we have to make sure that they understand what we're talking about when we're talking about being kind. And that's an ongoing conversation but that we should be having all the time. Because the word kind is a very abstract concept that they are not capable of fully grasping what be kind means. So should there be different adjectives used that are less abstract? So the definition of kind is of a sympathetic or helpful nature. So could you say, is it better for a three-year-old to say, because... Okay, sympathetic or helpful. Like that's interesting that that's the definition of kind. Yeah. yeah. Um so would you say be helpful? Would they understand what that means more so than the abstract concept of kind? And I'm just I just know that the brain isn't fully capable of understanding abstract things until mm -hmm. 
like after the age of seven or eight. So mm-hmm. I wonder if there's better words to use if you're trying to get across like really quickly instead of be kind, would you say, would you use different words? Would you, would you say, um, it looks, I don't know. So like, if you have like a certain, let's do like a scenario. So what's a scenario where you would say, be kind to somebody, like if they are not letting somebody play with them. Right. Okay. But I wouldn't say be kind in that situation because sometimes you just don't want other people to play with them, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it all, I don't know. I think that number one, I think that children are a lot more capable than adults usually give them credit for one. Mm -hmm. And I also think that if we're having continuous conversations with our children about the ideas behind what it means to be kind and we're modeling those, not just like outside, but like with them as well and like allowing them to kind of work through it and think about it as well. I think that they're. I think that there wouldn't be a problem with them really kind of understanding that. Um, I think it's all, it really just all comes down to how we view children and what they can do mm-hmm. and the conversations that we have with them. Because if we're having conversations with them on a daily basis about kindness and taking care of ourselves and we're talking to them, not only just in conversation, but we're talking to them in the moment when things are happening, we're explaining things in the moment when they're happening. Like, this is what I mean when I say that I want you to take care of yourself. If you're feeling upset, I want you to do, you know, those kind of things. If we're having these continuous conversations, that's the most important part. But that's also the part that can be the hardest to do, right? Because, I mean, it's just not something that adults do as often as we should, having real conversations with children throughout the day. Yeah, And so that's why a lot of people do kind of resort to that, just kind of like, be nice, be nice, be nice, because it seems like it's kind of like a really quick Band-Aid to fix the problem. But then again, it's the same thing with saying no, right? If we're having to say, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice all these times every day, then obviously there's something that's that's not connecting. There's something that's missing, right? And most likely, it's probably the conversation piece about what, what what does that actually mean? What are you actually telling me to do? Because if I'm in a situation where I'm having a disagreement with somebody and someone tells me just be nice to that person, now I'm already feeling like there's a wall up because whatever I'm going through or whatever I'm feeling isn't being heard or respected. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think I think I just think that that conversation piece is so important and really Mm -hmm. figuring out what kind of person do you want your child to be right obviously they're going to be their own person but we have a big say in the way that they act and the way that they treat other people and so it's like how do you want them to be think about your own childhood and how your parents wanted you to be and how that made you feel and kind of what that brings up with you now right because so often that was what it was right it was be nice it was be respectful it was listen to this person do with this and there wasn't a lot of adults teaching children to stand up for themselves or to stand up for their agency or how they feel or any of these things and so now that's why us as adults right we we get into these toxic relationships or toxic friendships and we can't get out of them because we don't know how to speak up for what we want we just know that we're just supposed to be nice yeah. And so we just be nice and we shut off everything else. And so it's just thinking about kind of what what you want your child to think and know about themselves and then talk with them about it. Mm. I am the king of super long winded conversations. <laughs> like 
I say that all the time. I'm like, oh my god. Um. Also, there's something that's like animal print behind you in your closet, oh, and it's I'm eyeing it up and like. Is it this right here? Nope. It's not that. Oh. That's like. Oh. That's not animal print. That's. Oh no! Like it's like palm plants. tree print. Um, I'm trying to see what's animal print. It's right um, next to you. This? That. Oh, this is a really cute top I got. I love it. It's really cute. Oh, maybe you'll have to wear that when we go on tour. I know. For the podcast. That's so I think funny. we should go on tour someday. Mm -hmm. For anyone wondering, I'm sitting in my closet, locked in my closet, <laughs> having this podcast. That's why Kristen <laughs> is looking at all of my clothes hanging around me. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, so like, what's interesting is for me and my brain, it is even hard for me as an adult to wrap my brain around the words, be kind and be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and as you're sitting talking about being kind, it just seems sometimes like a buzzword almost totally. it's like, is totally. that really what I want to emulate, like, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe being kind is like, and maybe it's because it goes along with being nice, but it's like this false face facade shell that mm -hmm. you put on, but it doesn't really dive into the actual true human person you are, like your real values. And yeah. Because I feel like you can fake being kind. You can fake oh, being totally. sympathetic and you can fake being helpful yep. and you can fake being agreeable and satisfactory and pleasant. But there's other things that you can't fake. And those are like the, that's like the inside the shell things mm -hmm. that- that you see in your family and your friends and the people that you like that you really know and your kids see that in you. Yes, yes. And even though they might not be able to explain in words mm -hmm. like what they see because it's abstract and like even I'm having a hard time explaining yeah, totally. this abstract concept mm -hmm. of what I'm trying to get across here. They, it's like a, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it comes back to just also talking about emotions. Yeah, and totally. Feelings and like totally. things that you, that are inside and not mm -hmm. just the outer shell that people see presented in public or yeah. with yeah, totally. people you don't know well. I feel like the kind and the nice is what you present to people you don't know well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's and like different adjectives that would describe you with the people that you're most comfortable with. Yeah. And it's interesting too, this whole idea of like being able to fake all these things. Right. I mean, that's an important thing for children to learn too. Right. How to really understand who people are and how to really understand when someone is truly a good person and how to tell when somebody is not. Because all of these conversations are important things that the children should be learning about from us, right? Because we want to set them off on the best foot that we possibly can. And so I think that... It's just it's just a really great conversation to have. And you're right. It's such a buzzword. It's on every single t-shirt that you see at Old Navy. Yeah. It's on all these things, right? And it's all great and it's all fine. But then I also try to, I also wonder a lot of times when I see people wearing these shirts, I'm like, are you really kind? I would love to really know if you're kind. Yeah. Or, or if you're just wearing this shirt so that people can think that you're kind, right? But I mean, 
it's just, again, uh, just about having conversations with yeah. your children about what it means to be a good person and, and what comes along with yeah. that, right? So, so I have a thought. Can I tell you? Of course. Um, so I'm wondering if kind and nice are like the eggshells and the inside, mm. like that's the... That's the shell. That's the cover up. That's the false buzzwordy. Mm-hmm. Like you can fake it, mm-hmm. but the real inside would actually be compassion and empathy. Yes. Yes. Would that be what like the real inside would be? Yeah. I love that analogy too, because think about when you crack open eggs, right? Some of them are good and some are gross on the inside or messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. So the shell, they, all, could... they look great on the outside. Exactly. Exactly. But when you crack it open and you really get to what it is on the inside or who somebody is on the inside, then you really figure out like who they are. And so those ideas of compassion and empathy and all of those things, those are things that we're teaching our children. Right. And we can let them know, like, I mean, I would like when I when I talk about being kind, these are the things I'm talking about. Right. We're we're talking about this idea of when we see people who are in need where we're supporting that we're helping them we have empathy for them we have compassion we're just good people right and i think that yeah i think there just needs to be more conversation around what these words mean especially i think even we are good people even that is an outer shell totally 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 i think i'm kind of like thinking oh my gosh maybe i just need to use completely different words like maybe we are what what's a different word you use instead of good good what's a different word you can use besides nice besides kind that like really gets to the inside of like the value that you really are hoping for Mm -hmm. but see even what i love about this conversation right here is that we're having this conversation and we're kind of back and forth talking about I don't really know what word to use. I don't really know this. This is this is the idea when I get across. That's a conversation you can have with your children. Mm-hmm. Telling them like, you know, I, I want to tell you to be kind. I want to tell you to be nice, but I don't want this because even the egg thing, that's a perfect example for them because not only is it something that you can actually show them physically, right? Everyone has eggs in their house and you can have that conversation and that can really help to drive it home. But it's like even be it's it's okay to tell them, I don't know if this is the right word to use to describe what I want to tell you. I'm trying to figure something else out. I'm trying to do this. Like that's what I'm talking about when I talk about have a conversation with them, because that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not know what word to use or to maybe think, oh, I don't know if this word is really like truly like saying what I wanted to say. Like when children are able to see adults be vulnerable like that and go through these processes of like thinking and changing their mind and doing all these things, it just gives them such a wonderful like example of what we want them to be able to do. We want them to know that it's okay to not know things, that it's okay to figure things out, that it's okay to, you know, do all of these things. And so a lot of times adults will have these conversations with each other or with their partner, or with whoever, when they really could be having it with the kids. You Mm -hmm. could just be having this as a conversation, because who knows, maybe your child is going to come up with a better word. Right. And I also think that it's it's really, really important to to obviously model. Oh, yeah. 
like, I think that that not even just having a conversation, but like modeling, like somebody drops something in a store, pick it up for them. Mm -hmm. Somebody mm -hmm. like drop something in an airport, pick them up, pick it up for them. Hold the mm -hmm. door open for somebody who has their mm -hmm. hands full. Um, every year on my dad used to do just random acts of kindness for people, not random, but like, just like he would do really nice things, like out of the kindness of his heart randomly, mm -hmm. like, and I would see it. And so every year for Father's Day and for his birthday, instead of buying him a gift, I will do something for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And this year, my kids just happened to be with me. And I didn't like prep them or anything to tell them right. what I was going to do. But we were, it was my birthday and it was Father's Day on the same day. And so we went out to eat for my birthday and I paid for a father and his two little girls who were having a meal across mm -hmm. the restaurant. I asked the waitress if I could pay for their meal too and paid left didn't like let anybody yeah. know and and my right. daughter was like you just paid for their whole meal and i was like yeah like yeah. i just i'm i do it in honor of my dad for father's day because i can't yeah. see my dad today and she's like oh my gosh that's amazing and she's like that is so sweet think how happy they're gonna be mm -hmm. and so like it's things like that or like yesterday we drove by a woman sitting in a wheelchair on the side of the road with a sign saying she needed help for rent and mm -hmm. i don't know anything about this woman and right you know we don't live in a big city and so like we don't see that very often and mm -hmm. one of my daughters is looking around she's like do we have any food we can give her and i we didn't so i had money so I, we handed yeah. cash out the window and um so like it's things like it's little things that you can do mm -hmm. to just like be a like a, a human yeah, that shows yes, exactly. that you care for other humans exactly exactly yeah. and that's and that's really what it's about too even even her looking for food right like in the car that's that's what we want yes. that's the goal right there and it's interesting too because we don't it's it's like we know that we're modeling but then we forget that we're modeling right mm -hmm. all the time and so it's like that example right there you know we live in a pretty big city and there's a pretty um big population of unhoused people here yeah and so it's interesting too because what what kind of things are you saying as you drive past these people that your children could hear that you might not think about as you're modeling mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it might be some things that aren't really kind or aren't really nice or aren't really good you know all these things and so it's just important to remember that you know we we are modeling and that's where they're going to learn that's where they're going to learn the most from mm -hmm. because if we're just telling them to be nice all the time and then we're just total dicks oh sorry <laughs> oh not the expletive no <laughs> But if that if that's the case, then what I mean, why are they going to do? Why are they going to yeah. want to be good or nice or kind or anything? Because they're like, well, you're telling me one thing, but I see you yelling at this person over here or, yeah. you know, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so I just think I think it. Yeah. Conversations with them are important. Yeah. Figuring out how you really want them to be and then just modeling those behaviors and then. Yeah, not acting like it's a big thing, right? Because it shouldn't be a big thing. Yeah. It shouldn't be a big, huge thing to be a good human person to other human people on this planet. Yeah. We're all we're all just really trying to make it out here. And it's it's this idea of that kind of collective, right? Of like, you know, we're all we're all we're all in this together. And if if there's something that I have that can help somebody else out, then 
that I'm going to help that person out mm -hmm. because that's just the kind of world that I want to live in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I love, mm -hmm. I love the egg example. I love the example that you just shared about your dad too. Those are all, that's, that's really what it's about. Just mm -hmm. look at the world around us and see, I mean, just go on any form of social media and see all the horrible yeah. ways that people are treating each other in the I world. I know. It's so and ugh. Do the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're going to leave you with today. Yes. Do the opposite of that. Do the opposite of that. Okay. Thanks, Samuel. This was a good one. Thank you. It was. Do you have anything coming up that you want people to know of? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, My book is going to be for pre-order coming in November, I believe. I'll have a oh. more specific date oh, coming oh, soon. Uh, we we'll also have that. the Great Breakup Series. Yes. Um, uh, That people yes. can register for on your website, yeah. honoringchildhood.org. Yep. We are talking. What are we breaking up with this time? Oh, God. We're breaking up with classroom management and... Fox curriculum. Gender roles. And um, it's too cold to go outside. Yes. Too wet to go outside. Strict schedules. Strict schedules. Oh, it's going to be good. So it's live. Yeah. You can come live to the Zooms. It's Tuesday night, um, a handful of them in August, one in July. Um, yep. It's like 47 bucks for all five. Mm -hmm. You get the recordings. You get a PD certificate. Super fun. We have a lot of fun. You get a Q&A afterwards. You get yes. to hang out with Samuel and I and a lot of cool other people. So honoringchild.org, awesome. sign up. Yeah. We'll is it the on the, the is it on your main is it linked on the main page or is there like a backslash something something? Yeah, it's like a backslash something. I don't even We can put it, it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes and then it'll be all over our Instagrams too. So amazing. All right. Yay. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find me at kristenrbpeterson.com. And where can we find you? You can find me at honoringchildhood.org. Thank you for listening. If Thank you. If you would be so kind to leave us a five-star review, we would be so appreciative. We would love you forever.